again. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I am I am well. How are you? I am well. Welcome back to the House of Nerd, the the one-stop shop for a review of Star Wars Rebels, the show that is almost in second first grade at this point. Uh it's six years old at this at this time. So you thrown up. It is. It is indeed. You have clicked into our little podcast that just continues to help us battle quarantine and coronavirus and idiocy and just, just the world news events. <laughs> well, really, not even just the world. Really, just American news events. That's just all of it. This is a little little corner of escapism ish. You know, I'm trying to think what happened this week. Last time we recorded, you know, Supreme Court Justice died. And That's true. And now a new one is getting rammed down our throats. There, I was going to say, I'm trying to think what bad thing has yeah. happened in the last seven days. I'm like... We also we... found out that uh, the leader of the hypothetical free world is a tax cheat. So, I mean, no, <laughs> actually, no, no big news there. That's... <laughs> Oh, we already, we already knew that. Just no one cared, and uh, everyone continues to not care because you know he's a rich white man. So why did, did you see the hashtag that was going around yesterday? Uh, all these people who was paid... it eat the rich? <laughs> I, I I would tweet that, but <laughs> no, this one's the one of all the people who were like, I paid more than seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. I, I saw. Almost posted what we paid in taxes, and I'm like, no, it's like it, it's just ludicrous, and it makes me upset to type the number. Like, <laughs> yeah, paid more than he has paid in the past ten years combined by a lot. I saw someone put up, so I forget who it was, but somebody was like, "Man, had I known that you could put like seventy percent of your hair care needs were tax deductible," and I was like, "That's a really good point." Like. I, I was know. thinking next year, I was just going to send the IRS a no thank you. <laughs> and when they say, oh, well, we're going to come take that money anyway. I'm gonna, no, no, that no. See, you don't you don't have to like as you can as you can see from the, the president, like, you don't actually have to pay taxes. Oh, well, he lost money. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Lots yeah. of frequently I had to pay a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that, that I had to spend lost. a lot. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a kid, so like that's a lot of lost money. So, yep. but don't worry, he'll give me like two hundred bucks, maybe if the if Congress and all them ever uh, ever get back to their game. You know they're not <laughs> they're not going to do that. No, no, they're not going to do that. There's more important things to do, like give themselves money. Six hundred. Uh, what was it? It would be like say if the governor of Lothal had a bunch of golf courses <laughs> that she owned, <laughs> and then she said, "Hey, I'm just gonna." Hey, I'm doing this governor thing just for the funsies. So like Governor Price, she's just like I'm a I'm a good lady, and and she went. But what I am gonna do is take all of your money and go spend it at my resort. Yeah, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. But but I'm not taking a salary. So wait, wait, Governor Price, hold on. I think you should be hoisted in the town square. Something it seems like you have just taken our money and put it directly into your pocket. Anyway, uh, no, into thinly veiled, but at least we're at Star Wars now. No, I I think that was a perfectly apt analogy. Honestly, was well crafted. Like it was like a journey. 
right? And I was like, where are we going when we start on this? And then why is he talking o- about Gabriel Price? Over time, I was like, ooh, I I like where we're going. This is like a roller coaster. And then you stuck the landing, and I was stuck like, the there you thing. go. Uh, that this podcast is inadvertently sponsored by Hendrix Gin tonight. Hendrix <laughs> Gin. So fun the fact, premier Gin. I might add. <laughs> so I was listening to I was listening back to our, our last episode, and I I hear myself when you tell me that you're you're t- what you were drinking last week, and I hear myself ask you, "Is that a Navy sponsored alcohol?" And I was like, uh, I frankly, I feel like it was a legitimate question. It does feel like a legitimate question in the moment, but listening back to it, I, I just, I, it, also, <laughs> it caused me to, to actually go look at it a little bit more because I know it's just a, a proof. However, when I went and looked, actually, I think it's on, they, they talk about it on the, on the bottle and the origin of Navy strength is that it was of such a high proof that if the alcohol spilled and got the gunpowder wet, the gunpowder would still work. Oh. So that's why it's at a higher proof so that they could still get crunk and, or swifty if you're a big <laughs> Morty as I am. <laughs> and they could still they could still blow shit up. So we, that's where Navy strength came from. We have turned from a political Education. political to Star Wars and now we're broaching into lore territory. This podcast, yeah. this is like the Swiss Army knife it of is podcasts. Wild. Yeah. wide breadth of knowledge i'm gonna see what i can do to find and find and ferment a meloron fruit <laughs> see what kind of alcohol we can make out of that because you know canaan was drunk on some bud light on empire day yeah and then i can ask you you did all of this for fruit and we can bring it exactly. full, circle. full circle right back all the, the way beginning. back there we go and we're seven minutes in <laughs> hello there <laughs> You know what's great? This is hypothetically a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> you know what's great is that I realized this week, this was the first week, um, and admittedly, we, we did meet, reach a, high, uh, a milestone this week. Don't worry, guys. We are going to get to the Star Wars eventually. Um, but just a just a brief, another little brief sojourn, um, behind, peek behind the curtain. Um, so the podcasting service we use is Anchor. Um, and so Anchor uh, doesn't let you see like how long do people stick with the show? Like, like basic analytics, just some analysis of like, where are we, where are we doing well? Where are we doing, where we need to improve? It's basically feedback. Um, and this is a good point to take another brief side trip from my side trip to remind you um, <laughs> that you can reach us at house of nerds, 2020 at gmail.com or on Twitter. Um, Anthony, do you have the Twitter? I have the Twitter. Uh, it is at nerds house of. At Nerds House of. Just a reminder, we always welcome any feedback. Um, we There's also a Discord that I believe is also posted on the Twitter in case you would like this delightful commentary just in your face every day. I mean, You're welcome to join us on Discord as well. Truthfully, I, who doesn't want to join on the ride? So, back to the original side trip. Um, but <laughs> this is this is where I was going. Um, so, we passed 100 listens this week. Um, to 110 listens through our first few episodes, um, which we are so very thrilled that everyone has decided to join us and stay with us. Um, but so Anchor, Anchor gives you the ability to see like where do people click off, where do people say enough, enough, enough is enough. 
you always hear the the joke right mm-hmm. like when you're talking about something of like well a million ipods just clicked off or you know people are i believe we have made that joke it's usually around some sort of political commentary <laughs> yes yes so this was the first week we unlocked that ability because we have so many listens um and we have Ooh. enough data to look at it now so in, in spending some time looking you know anthony we have the absolute best listeners i i can think of because people rock <laughs> people aren't aren't clicking off um they're not you know skipping ahead they're not like jumping to find the pod like the star wars information they're just example, 12 minutes into this yeah <laughs> i'm we start talking about the episode like, people nah, are two dudes <laughs> people are sticking <laughs> with us um which is really cool and i, I just i wanted to yeah. say thank you to, to everybody who is listening um the the novelty of this is definitely not worn off um it's always very cool when we post one of these and get to see the the stats kind of climb you know we made a commitment of, of posting our episodes on friday by lunch um and it's it's very cool to see you know we definitely have some people who listen to it like the day of um, that way you have that way you have our delightful voices to take you into the weekend yeah they either anger you into the weekend and get that like rage <laughs> rage motivation going or just a just a nice nice calm calm ride home yeah it's 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 fascinating because we do have you can tell we have some people who like to start our start their week with house of nerds some people like to finish their week with house of nerds anyways however you enjoy house of nerds we welcome you we're glad you're here um we're 10 minutes in again and we haven't started talking about the episode but i raise my glass of hendrix to all of you we we appreciate you very much um we're glad May you're here mellow run fruits be sweet sour i don't know whatever they are good tasty may all your mellow run fruits be tasty there you go there you yeah. go so anthony last week when we left off on empire day we had our very first our very first cliffhanger um, which means obviously a cliffhanger technically the first episode there was a cliffhanger they just went nah straight into episode two we're not the first uh, wait a week legit wait a week for it yeah this was a this was a hey you have to wait um so this week we're talking about gathering forces uh season one episode nine of star wars rebels uh this was the winter finale of the first season um and boy this this episode did not hold back um written by greg weissman Directed by Stuart Lee. Um, again, those are returning folks. They've they've definitely written episodes and been involved in the show before, so you can kind you of see Christopher Lee. Just as an aside, I hope so. I hope someone got that reference. Badass. I hope someone got that reference. Honestly, well, if they didn't, then go back and watch the original trilogy. Yeah, or the original trilogy, the, the original, the prequel trilogy, the first three. Go the back and watch the. Tr- you know, since we're talking, that about dude is it, a just badass. Since we're talking about it, I did not dislike the sequel trilogy. There are moments, or excuse me, the prequel trilogy, there are moments mm. the Jar Jar stuff is not always hit home for me, but those are some good movies. I, I enjoyed those, truthfully. They, I feel like I feel like it's like wine. They get they get a little better with age. I mean there's a couple there's some sour notes. There's the, some uh you know sand angel mo- moments. Oh my god. But if you can if you can look past those, I mean Darth Maul is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the Revenge of the Sith is pretty awesome. Seeing the some of the the actual battles, yeah. But she started expanding it, say into Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And we start, it starts getting good. Anyway, Christopher Lee, 
played Count Dooku. That's where that reference came from, y'all. Um, and if you don't know that, I, I'm so sorry. Go look into Christopher Lee because that dude is just an like the actual human being. Christopher Lee is a badass. He is. Look, look up. I forget which director it was. It was for the Lord of the Rings. Who's the director of that? Peter that Jackson. With him, Peter Jackson. His conversation with Peter Jackson about uh, stabbing people and the noise they make <laughs> is just holy god. Like that guy is a huge badass. Anyway, that's not who technically we're talking about. It's really weirdly the director, but <laughs> it's related. And this was a nice way to bring all of that, all of that in. Full circle. Playing a lot, of, a lot of Galaxy of Heroes, and uh, started using Dooku again. Ah. My, my dismay and my arena ranks dismay. Gotcha. So, well, well, let's just take a brief <laughs> brief uh trip back to the previous episode which was empire day um before we get into the the uh the nuts and guts of this as it were um but so we left yeah, off weird euphemism yes yes that's true <laughs> get all up in them guts man <laughs> Oof, this is gonna be a wild one i can tell we're off the rails already um, maybe strange. we we left off last week's episode of empire day um with the the specter crew was rescuing sibo um from the city so as if you remember um the tail end of that episode sibo was uh, a friend of ezra's parents um so he's he's not a youngin um but he was being rescued they were driving out of the city in the imperial vehicle um the inquisitor was hunting him agent callus was hunting him um agent callus finally recognized the face uh, which I feel like he definitely deserves like a sticker or a star or something on his like you did it board. Um, because he's likely already forgotten it though. He did in in the moment with the lightsaber in his face recognize that that was the insurgent crew. Um, oh yeah, there's only one of these people around here. <laughs> <laughs> We've only exterminated the Jedi, um, but yeah, he yeah. he did remember a little one with him. I swear I've seen him before. Didn't he drop my ass off a bridge? Or the giant hairy alien that tries to kill him repeatedly. Right. Um, anyways, uh, but so we digress. Still, we can't change the name of this podcast to "We Digress." Um, <laughs> Subtitle: <laughs> House of Nerds, but we digress. So, Hera flies, zoops in, and the go um, and the and her ship, the and rescues. The Spectres, as they fly off the planet, they are pursued by the TIE Fighters um, containing the Inquisitor and his merry band of idiots. The Inquisitor who has stolen, let's say, well, liberated the brand new, what is it, the TIE Fighter from uh, from a Baron, I believe. Yeah. No, his got blown up. Remember, his was blown up. technically did get blown up, but how many of these do they have now? We talked about last week, like, that was yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's a continuity error because if you if you're going to make a big deal out of you know we have this ship that's going to be this is i think it's baron von rudor that yeah that's the one this is so prototype that we have (laughs) and then you're like oh actually we have two (laughs) never mind (laughs) we have like six in the back we just haven't taken the grease off of them yet but um, so I'm gonna call him Baron von Broken Neck because that should mm. be his name after Zeb threw him from a Tie Fighter. I believe that. Um, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Baron von Broken Neck. Um, so 
as the ghost is escaping or attempting to escape, the, the first thing I thought was this is... If you remember the the moment in Revenge of the Sith, um, the very beginning of the movie, actually. So, like, when Anakin is flying his his spaceship and it seems like not much is happening and then you kind of, like, pan over and you realize, like, all of Car- Coruscant, Cor- Coruscant is on fire because General Grievous and the uh, his army have invaded. This was like that moment in reverse for me like you, you know you like you leave the end of last season the end of last episode is like panic murder mayhem we're trying to escape and then this episode starts and it's just like right back where you were and i thought somebody has finally gotten the memo that more action is what is needed on this show bigger bigger stage bigger stakes um like the, this is a big scale. Like something is going on here, right? Like I enjoyed this. We didn't waste time getting back into, you know, they didn't escape. Right. We're not stealing. We're, we're at a bigger scale. We're not stealing fruit anymore. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they didn't. They didn't kind of wimp out and explain like, oh, we just got away. Like they're like, no, this is literally seconds after you know we just left the left the crew um, escaping off of the ground. Um, so, uh, and this is going to be really nitpicky, Anthony, but I don't know if you remember, but in Empire Day, we, we hear from the bartender that like, hey, there are cruisers in the ports, like there are Star Destroyers in orbit, like this place is supposed to be locked down and there were indeed two Star Destroyers. There were, but this whole scene with like the ghost running away from Star, like the TIE Fighters. I don't know. When you say lockdown, I think like, oh, hey, maybe we can't fly off world and just get away really easily. It's like outer outer rim version of lockdown where they're like, yeah, yeah. we got we got enough. No one's getting away. from here. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Excuse my cough there. Sorry for coughing in everybody's ears. But um, it's it's, it's not covid. Just a little COVID little tickle light. in my throat there. Covid light. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, so the ghost is getting away or is trying to escape. And I guess it does feel a little weird that everybody's hanging out in like the, the landing bay while Hera's trying to like help everyone escape. And no one is, is firing the guns. Uh, no one seems to really notice the fact that they are not it yet safe. Down. <laughs> hey, why aren't we firing? This, this was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Getting to see Chopper kind of get I looked to me like, you know, he stuck his finger in an electrical outlet, um, which was <laughs> he's like all his little buttons pop up and he just kind of makes a sad noise and falls over. It's like that when was... R2's blown across the room when he sticks his, his little port in like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a cool moment. Um, but and then good thing to know that all those cannons still work when the control panels on fire. Normally yeah. that destroys electronics. Not on the ghost, man. <laughs> this thing, some of these things, party. Some of these things are a little. Uh, look, Straight I don't need everything. Soup. I don't need everything to be like life or death circumstances. But this is life or death circumstances. Like they are escaping, they get hit with a blast and like from a tie fighter in their shield, and somehow because that was so strong, that particular blast like zaps chopper or like overloads chopper or. Oh, it, I, it, I don't it know. hit the right spot. Yeah. 
as the shield okay. is starting to fail. Like things are things yeah. are getting hairy as everyone stands and like bullshits around in the loading bay. Like, How are you? Hey, what's I up, haven't... y'all? Uh, I, seen I don't you in forgive forever, you. Sebo. Yeah, like, little little temper tantrum there. Little angst. It's your fault. Little... My parents are gone. Well, I don't think that's correct, but okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I made a note. Um, so Ezra's actions in this, like. I have forgotten, you know, where we were going with this episode. I feel like it's kind of telegraphed um, what's about to happen. With the fact that he has all these this anger and I mean, look, the kid's parents got abducted by the Empire. So I'm not saying like it's not justified anger, but I don't know if it was just me. But the first thing I thought when I, you know, I see him getting angry and yelling and I was like, huh, fear anger these he lead does, to the dark side he is afraid and yeah it just yeah leads to hate hate leads <laughs> or anger. hate leads to the dark side um i was like check 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 oh i wonder what all this adds up to um but you know notwithstanding we're jumping ahead a little bit there but so we're still we're still escaping um i feel like it should have been obvious that this escape was a little too easy, um, but it was a really cool chance to see the the tracking beacon um, that gets launched from the Inquisitor's ship let's, onto the ghost. Let's say it's precedent for, I don't know, a First Order device that occurs. Maybe later in the series. It's almost as if this is one universe mm. where they are continually <laughs> recycling. That's a, a shout out to all those fans who are like, hyperspace tracking is bullshit. I'm freaking out over The Last Jedi being nonsense because you can't track something through hyperspace. Y'all, we're talking about a fictional story with laser swords. <laughs> and there's precedent, even in the own universe. So back off maybe, Russian Twitter bots. Maybe you should have watched Rebels a little closer. Um, no, I thought this was really cool done. Like, I, I, you know, I was watching, I was like, what did he just launch? But seeing how it explodes and then kind of just gently sinks onto... Yeah, just nestles sinks- nicely onto... There. Yeah, onto the little the little shuttle that's a pretty cool moment um but yes yes i was going to call that out um hyperspace tracking was happening before the original trilogy this is what happens when you make nine movies over the space of like 40 years and you continue to make movies before and at, you screw with your timeline like graphics get better you have to understand the fighters not curved wings instead of the actual tie advanced with angular wings that looks way more 70s than the thing that was built before it in the can- in canon anyway we again digress <laughs> we're gonna have to make a little edit there are you still there i am okay i got a phone call Hello there. yeah we're gonna have to mm-hmm. make an edit right here at 23 minutes because otherwise everyone will hear that i just got a phone call it's okay. You're allowed to get phone calls. We are recording this on our phones. Yes, we are. So we funny. don't. We aren't. We aren't rich with all those fancy blue Yeti microphones in the sweet studio. Someday. This is using space technology, the cell phones. Someday. All right. Someday. We'll go. Add... Someday we'll have our own studio. All right. We're gonna go in three, two, and welcome back. Little. Uh, we had a Which little. Been recorded anyway. Yeah, a little hyperspace. <laughs> we had a little hyperspace glitch there um, on the recording. Um, we'll get to a hyperspace glitch in the episode soon. So, 
well, you know, let's let's get to that point. So, so the ship escapes, um, and I think this is so. Want to get Steve-O goes? Y'all are being tracked. <laughs> projects it out, and it's like you can't do that. And he's like, "Au contraire," and then projects out. Here's exactly what is tracking you. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty sweet. We keep this dude around. So. This this is the the thing that I wanted. To, so with the Empire, right? Like this is so smart to just be like, we can't get you right now. You're out of range of our big guns. We're just going to track you and run you down. Almost exactly the freaking plot of the Last Jedi. Anyways, yeah, so, yeah you're going to eventually or need fuel. Eject a tiny ship. So, Sibo uh, is obviously like something is wrong with him mentally with this integration. I mean, he, you know, they talk about in the last episode where he's losing his, losing his personality, but he gained like 19% extra efficiency. Um, but you kind of see like, he looks kind of like a, a, someone who has, you know, like having a break from reality or something of that nature. Apparently just intense guilt really screws with the bonding process with the machine. <sighs> Yeah, that's the that's another thing I had a, a foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, I had some thoughts about that particular scene. Um, but so our, our ship is escaping through hyperspace. We realized, as Anthony just alluded to, that we are being tracked by the Empire because the Empire it displays a really smart strategy here, which you don't see ever again for the rest of this episode. And it just it doesn't fit, Anthony. Right, like. I think because the the Inquisitor has taken over. Like this is a smart dude. This isn't like your standard, you know, Imperial officer going like I've I've failed you for the last time, and just getting choked out. Like this is this is a super smart like guy yeah. who knows exactly what he's doing, exactly how to do it. I mean, if there were more of these people in the empires, it I feel like things would have gone much much differently. He's like I don't need to. He's doing the whole like Jason from Friday the Thirteenth impression. Yeah. That it's just slow and steady. He's like, I'm I'm gonna get you. Not only do I have force tracking on you, like I I know what your little force waves feel like, but I'm also gonna track your ship. I don't I don't need to kill you right now. Which was but cool. Yeah. He's he's a horrifying horrifyingly efficient character. We are like, gonna. He's a good precursor to Thrawn. I feel like that he's he's like almost that level of cunning. We are gonna discuss the Inquisitor in a little bit. There, there's still foreshadowing here. There was recently some news that came out about the for, the uh, Inquisitor. Um, a few a few years after his character leaves the show, he's uh, made a reappearance in Star Wars. Um, so stick stick around for that, if you will, um, because there's it's some. Important. All in order? Um, no, he he just recently made an appearance in a comic book. Um, Ooh, I've seen it. It's it's really it's good and sad all at the same time. Uh, but we'll we'll get there because we have. I've got a on the comics. Yes, it, it's. I will say if if you have given up or if you struggled with the comics as I, as I have, um, the Star Wars, the one that's running right now. So there's three right now that are active. I think. Uh, Star Wars, Darth Vader, and Bounty Hunters. I just got in on Star Wars, and it's it's, it's not so bad. Good. It's not bad. Yeah, I have the first forty issues sitting next to me as we record this, and um, Darth Vader is equally not bad. Um, I haven't gotten Darth Vader is phenomenal. 
dear listeners, if you are not reading the Darth Vader comic series, holy God, it is so good. Oh, God, what is her name? Ah, the person that writes it. Oh, it, phenomenal! Like we're gonna take absolutely a- that fir- that very first arc. We're gonna take a quick Google break just for a second, so that we can point this out. It's worth it's worth pointing this yeah, out. Yeah, Gill. Oh yes, yes. This is there's some really old characters who are returning in Darth Vader, um, like prequel old characters and Star Wars Rebels old characters. It's worth your time. Um, also, Kieran Gillen is not a female; is a male. Oh, just want to correct that. I was. Th- I- that's why I did say it at first, because I'm thinking of the character from the Marvel Universe that has a very similar name. Hmm. Well, we apologize, but yeah. but your work is Sorry, still fantastic. Um, phenomenal. Your work is truly phenomenal. Highly recommend um, Darth Vader. Back to Rebels. Um. <laughs> keep, we'll keep recommending Darth Vader and Star Wars and just shitting all over Resistance. <laughs> Just as quick asides, and then we'll come back. <laughs> Don't worry. Every episode so far we've recorded, you have said something about Star Wars Resistance. Um, I still so haven't watched keep it, that up. and I'm still not going to because it's based on your recommendation. <laughs> um, so I, the last thing I wanted to, to mention before we move on here, but I, I did like the the little throwback. Um, the Sinar systems produced the the little tracker beam. That's totally an old throwback to the EU. Uh, anyone who reads the old EU books will remember Sinar is the kind of like the ship developer planet or, or company. Um, I that little kind of shit like that, honestly, like just mentioning stuff from the EU, stuff that you remember, like. I don't know about you, but it just, it makes me go like someone who's making this actually cares that it's actually good. You know, like they're, they're writing, this is ostensibly a cartoon for children, but they're writing this for people who were, you know, 20 and 30, who were reading the comics and, and going, or reading the books back in the nineties and going, this is really good. I need you to write. We're going to pause the scenes and look in the background for like extra stuff. I need you to write more of this. Um, yeah, I, this this gives me hope every time I see something like this. That like eventually, Corin Horn is going to make his way into the new Star Wars universe. I'm gonna be like, I remember him. Um, yeah. Side note: with one more recommendation on Friday, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. If you haven't read that series, definitely go ahead and do yourself a favor. Pause us, go read it, and then come back because it's worth it's worth pausing us. Um, I'm gonna be disappointed if he doesn't get a shout out in Squadrons. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I will be very very bitterly disappointed. And, and since we're since Anthony kind of spoiled that a little bit, uh, just a, a side note: we will be releasing an episode next week about Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, once we've had a chance to play Star Wars Squadrons, which we yeah, the first the first mission at least, we are both very excited about Squadrons coming out this week. I know it's all over Star Wars Twitter right now. So, House of Nerds hot takes. Can't wait. Um, eagerly awaiting Wedge Antilles, Corn Horn, all the, the classics and the favorites getting back into the Star Wars universe. Um, so back to our... 32 minutes in and we are six minutes into the episode. There is a hyperspace chase occurring. <laughs> tracking. There's an active chase I, I think that's on. where we left off is that yes. actually, indeed, the new trilogy has, has some precedent. It does. And so... so again, stuck at Russian bots. <laughs> yes. Yes. So 
and ingenious like this the, the plan that they come up with um is this Ezra's plan um or excuse me this is Kanan's plan but Ezra does not want to participate and I don't blame him um yeah he's like that sounds dangerous stupid is what it sounds uh kind of like shooting a stormtrooper in a bar with a wrist rocket you dumb <sighs> <laughs> but Kanan wants to take the the shuttle off of the ghost and to drop out of hyperspace while the ghost stays in hyperspace um, so that they can throw off the the Imperial Star Destroyer chasing them. I'm going to nerd out again for a moment. This is not an interlude or this is not an aside, but this, this is a plot point in freaking the Zon books about how there's a, a rebel fleet or an Alderanian fleet. I forget which exactly, but they get lost in, in hyperspace. Tell us on Twitter. If which one, if it's an old Iranian, or <laughs> but, please tell us on Twitter, please tweet us. This anyway. this part is a little, it's a little badass. I'm gonna be honest with you, but this is absolutely I mean, something that's part. been looked at before in Star Wars. Um, so by the great, the great Zon, Timothy Zon, but just the idea that of like, hey, I'm just gonna like. We're going to take the shuttle and we're just going to disconnect from the ghost and fall out of hyperspace. And what is, it's beautifully done, Anthony. Like the, the colors on the screen, the fact that it's not just like a, oh, oh now you're out of hyperspace and you're done. Like the way that they did the physics. <laughs> they, they actually like fall out of the tunnel. It's, which was cool. it's beautiful. I mean, they had to think, so you had to time it up. Double rainbows, man. <laughs> It's like all the colors and the fact that there's actual, I mean, they apply some logic and physics to the fact of like, you wouldn't just come out of like hyperspace at a dead stop. Like the shuttle comes out and it's out of control. Liquefying the, like the occupants. This is, this is a great plot point. Whoever wrote this, um, this is really creative and. I believe we do know who wrote this. This is a Greg Weissman. Well, thank you, Greg. Presumably, and sympathies on. Presumably, Greg didn't write every word of the episode. I was trying to give credit if it's possible. Someone else participated. Um, but great plot point, great twist, honestly, to have, you know, basically outsmart the Empire, um, which it works because, you know, you already mentioned, Anthony, that our Inquisitor is tracking the Jedi. He's not tracking. Yeah, to be fair, the Inquisitor gives less than a shit about Sibo. Mm-hmm. The Inquisitor's like, nah, Jedi. Like, I'm taking this ship. I'm tracking some Jedi. You can take your little flash drive, like human flash drive, and do whatever you want with him. I don't care. It, it wouldn't matter if you didn't have a Jedi. Um, so while this is happening, so so we didn't point out, but the plan is basically is that Kanan says we're going to take the shuttle off of the Ghost and we're going to fall out of hyperspace and go back to the asteroid we were just at a few weeks ago. With all the Frynox. Remember the Frynox? The terrifying, you know, Minoc cousin? Um, well, they're back. And we're going back to their, their asteroid. And, these poor- and since, since, you know, Ezra did such a good job, like, calming down that loath cat, <laughs> we're going to give that a shot with the angry ones. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. You'd be like, hey, you know what? Let's do what you do best. The only way you can, you're going to learn is surviving. So, hey. Best wishes. This poor kid has been flung off <laughs> a ship. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like beautiful, like master stroke for Kanan. You're like, hey, you don't you don't want to learn in a safe environment? Fine, and then do what you do best. Just survive. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, it, nice. And it works. But here's here's it where works. you talked about earlier. I mean, this is so we've got anger already in this episode with Ezra. And now we've got fear. And we get him to admit it here where Kanan, he's trying to stop the Frynox from attacking them. And, and Kanan is telling him, hey, I need you to connect with them. Like he was asked to connect with the Loath Cat. That obviously failed miserably. Um, but now he's needing to connect with with the Frynox. And he finally lets go by admitting that he's afraid of knowing what happened to his parents. Um, which which is, a, I mean, that's a legitimate fear. Yeah. And then forgives, forgives Sibo. And that, like, call across the universe. The, here's, see, I am fixed. Here's the problem with that. Um, as great as the scene is where you get him to admit, I mean, th- this is masterful storytelling where it's like, hey, you know, he's put on this shelf for, we were at like 40 minutes of this, between these two episodes of him being like, I don't, I missed, I don't miss my parents. My parents are dead. I'm, I'm a tough guy. I don't need anybody. And you get to admit him to admit he's a child and he misses his mom and dad. And he's afraid of knowing what happened to his mom and dad when all the evidence to the contrary tells him that they're dead. Um, and by admitting he's afraid, he's able to calm the, the Frynox. I would posit to you, Anthony. Huge breakthrough. I would, I would posit to you, though, if you are Kanan, are you not immediately worried by the fact that you know, I mean, Yoda seemed to only say, like, Anger, fear, hate, these are sides of the dark side. We have two of the three triumvirate of the dark side, and by admitting he's afraid, he gets stronger in the force, and no one is like, hey, that's a problem. Like, nothing? I think he, I think he is. He, I, I mean, you see, it, you see it a little bit later when he goes, oh, shit. Uh, no. But at this point, I, I guess you... Oh man, but I mean, Kanan's got to got to backstop him and make sure that those those uh, Frynox aren't going to eat their face, and they can do what they need to. So I I think he's also focused on that. Like, okay, give in, whatever it is, just just admit it so you can you can connect. And he's like, I'm also going to be here to try and help connect. Yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe because they're both. I mean, they're both sitting there. Yeah, you're right. You know, legs crossed, ready to unleash the fury of the Frynox. So. So before we get to that, real quick, we, we do see Fulcrum is back. Um, we get a mention from Fulcrum. And it's clear it's clear at this point. So we see the ghost has made it to where they were going with Sibo. The distraction worked. The Star Destroyer drops out of, of hyperspace. It's chasing Kanan and Ezra to the asteroid, which means that Hera, Zeb, and Sabine get Sibo to Fulcrum. So yeah, I think it was even a distraction. Like, they think it was, but the Inquisitor knows what his goal is. And he's he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't care. No fucks are given. So he, yeah, okay. he's like, this is the goal. Who cares if you guys get a Tie Fighter prototype? Like that information, I don't care. I don't, I don't give a shit about Lothal. That's true. Other than there is a Jedi and a Padawan here, and that is what the Emperor cares about. And I want to kill him. Here to do. Don't care if you guys can. You guys can fuck off with this planet for all I care. That's a good point. You know, that's that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but so but they they do end up getting getting the information to fulcrum so do you think at this point so fulcrum's voice is is modulated do you think at this yeah. point they knew or, or that i think hera knows hera is say hey we're gonna get to meet her this time he's like no not this time which tells me that hera has been the only point of contact like delivering information giving like going and meeting with them and they're like hey fulcrum's here they're like can we go meet her too or meet them too 
Do you, keep saying her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you think Filoni knows who who he wants Fulcrum to be at this point? Do you think this is part of like part of the show Definitely. Bible? Like th- this was always going to yes. be, you know, hey, this character is going to be Fulcrum, and that's how I tie this to the bigger universe. Yes. So Dave Filoni, when you listen to this, please confirm we... that you all you already knew. <laughs> So when we tweet at you this week and you listen to this and go, oh, God, what are they doing to my Please, you know, please confirm for us. I, I just that this was the case. I, I'd like to believe, you know, you see sometimes with shows like you get like the lost syndrome, right? Where like you start with a great premise of a show and you don't know how you're going to land it. You don't know how this thing is going to end. And I, I'd like to believe because it feels too Gen- it feels too like wrapped up and like tight for them to just mysteriously like be yeah, whoops we fumbled our way into all this coolness <laughs> look what we did um so because you know who didn't do that lost that's like that's the that's that the reason happens when you when you fumble around in the dark <laughs> like monkey with a football like <laughs> ten thousand ri- monkeys with typewriters still couldn't yeah. land a lost <laughs> ending the- <laughs> And I, I would argue they couldn't land rebels. That's why we have such like such tight, like, tight story writing. Yeah, and I think this was I think this was the intention all along. Because I mean, he's been involved in this this universe. And he goes, hey, there's a character that we need to know more about. I have a badass character who was kind of the star of another show that didn't really get yeah. a justified ending. I'm gonna bring her. I got a great, got a great ending. But remember, at, it, but it's, at this time she didn't. It, it like it open. It's the well, it's the lady and the tiger. Like you don't, you don't actually know what's happened at that point. It's just like, just got shat on for at the end of that, at the end of Clone Wars, that is just like a disgrace. Like I quit, disillusioned, you know, Padawan. If we couldn't make it any more clear, everyone who listens yeah. to this knows. <laughs> everyone knows who, this is. who we're talking about. We're not going to say her name or his name. We will not. Until she who shall not be named. They appear on this show. Right. But. So we'll continue talking around it, but everyone knows exactly who we mean. You presumably know who we're talking about. But I just, I, I, this moment. I do want confirmation from Dave. I would like to know. When when you see House of Nerd tweet later (laughs) or on Friday, please, Dave. Please, Dave. Please respond. We'd like to know. Um, Our our listeners are dying to know. Was this the intent? There are long? ten people, twelve people who need to know. What I'm on the edge of the seat. I frankly, I'm standing, so I need to know worse than you do. Um, yeah, from the coolest character of the entire universe. So back on back on the back on the <laughs> asteroid. No, that was that was a that was a justified yeah. side. I think that was about the show. But yeah, long story short, I think Kara knows exactly who it okay. is. She's been working with this person, and she's like. Nah, you guys, you guys still like. There's no reason for anyone to know that this person is even still alive, much yeah. less is involved. It would be. I think Hera is the one that's kind of like, hey, we're trying to get into this whole like, we're trying to make this alliance of these uh, tiny little rebel cells that she's, her and I, I'd say Kanan also to some extent are trying to, like, start with this alliance, and everyone else is like, y'all are here as part of this rebel cell, but you don't know it yet. You're a part of something bigger, but you don't know it. I don't even think. And that that's the part, right? Like they can't, they're never going to truly be able to die. This is as close to the founding of the rebel Alliance that we're going to see, I think. But this is the one, one of the criticisms I had with this show when we get to this point, um, and we're not going to give away the goat here. Um, but the, 
what ultimately ends up happening with rebels is it turns from rebels to something else. Um, and I just, an alike, if you will. A, a rebellion, um, <laughs> you know, there's just, that this is, this is that turning of the corner that, you know, I keep talking about every episode. This is the, you know, the grander scale and it, it's coming very quickly. Um, like within the next five or six episodes where we're going to see, a much bigger, bigger universe that other than, you know, we've, we've, we've spanned out a little it's bit. Like Lothal right now, pretty much. I mean, we've gone like to this little bit right around Lothal. We're still out of rim. Yeah. I mean, they built the, they built the universe. They built the asteroid field, which we've gone to, and we've been to multiple times now, but I just, it, we're starting to slowly get away from, from Lothal. Um, but back on, back on the, the asteroid where Kanan and Ezra are, uh, the Inquisitor lands with a, a ship full of full of stormtroopers. I personally, there are eleven. I might add. I would have thought it would have been smarter if he had just said, "You know, I know you're on that planet. I'm just gonna or that planetoid. I'm just gonna blast that rocket out of the sky." Um, would have been an easier way to kill them. But then, part of like the the like dark side way is the just the sheer arrogance. He's like, "I'm. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm going to get you." That's the word I wrote down. I was the, like, the it's a shuttle against the Star Destroyer. And I know we've seen shuttles beat Star Destroyers in Star Wars before, but just the the arrogance of him to be like, I need to see you die. Like, mm-hmm. the, he wants to do it's it. It's always the dark side's down, downfall is its arrogance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so... <laughs> There's a thinly veiled like, life lesson for Ooh, y'all. Interesting. Uh, it's yeah. funny how arrogance is the dark side's downfall <laughs> man please hold true in november you know we're like for the love of god we're like four weeks away from a potentially huge election in this country and i'm like don't think about it don't talk about it just six weeks, six weeks away from the potential of having gilead just fucking keep moving don't worry about it everything will be yeah. fine just don't think about it um keep your down don't worry we're white men they're gonna pass out those robes to the women Oof. we'll be in power it'll all be good oh this is <laughs> you can cut this part out and we are back no no with hubris and the dark side we're keeping... because that that is that is legit what's happening right now no we're keeping that in we're keeping that in I feel like it's a fair assessment people need to know people need to know that there are people that don't agree with what is happening um, if, if you kind of like what the Rebel Alliance stands for, and that's that's or I don't know that's the thing. The original revolutionary colonists. That's the thing, right? That's why this story is so. That's why this story. I mean, you could it's so close it's to home. so you can apply this to any rebellion, though. You can apply this to, and you could apply this to the British and the the colonial. I mean, the British and the American colonials, the British and the Indian colonials. I mean, the yep. British and everybody basically. But I mean. <laughs> This is this is what happens when an overwhelming force. That's why they have English accents. <laughs> uh, that's true. This is just a really, really long time ago. The British were actually the empire. Um, that's why they all talk with English accents. No, they all moved to America, and this turned into the empire. I mean, I could see it. Somebody's probably written a book about it. But so, so the Inquisitor <laughs> marches down the ship, and he realizes, oh, well, the stormtroopers and the Inquisitor realize that the the jedi are not alone um but all all these frynox were here to do truthfully was just to get rid of the stormtroopers which just makes this a 
to, to die. Fair, fairer <laughs> fight-ish. That away, light side. You're attached to everything. I am one with the force. The force is with me. And um, your cannon fodder go. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Oh, that felt bad. It does. It like, feels. I, I felt a little pain, even though they're even though they're like vicious little creatures. When that inquisitor like just slices one out of the air, I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too, and I was like, so. Um, I almost kind of feel bad for the Frynox here. Like they're just total cannon fodder. They're probably yeah, that's they're mind controlled pawns. Brutal. Just, just sad. They, I mean, they're yeah, they're vicious beasts, but they're still just uh, and they're they're trying to they're trying to get theirs and li- live their little lives in their little caves. They weren't bothering anyone. Like no, they had their explosives. They were fine. <laughs> they were just fine. So, so the Inquisitor um knocks away the final Frynock. All the stormtroopers are gone, and it's back to you know it's Kanan Ezra. Actually, only. Four of the stormtroopers are gone. They're still fighting the other Frynox. For now. For now. Um, well, at this point, two of the stormtroopers are gone. So we're down to nine. Okay. For those keeping count. Which- we are. We are. <laughs> so. Imperial yeah, deaths. So the Frynox, it's, it's Kanan and Ezra um, battling the Inquisitor. And, and truthfully, I mean, I understand sort of how the Inquisitor, you know, is like, you don't belong in this fight with me i am i am a trained jedi light or you know inquisitor or whatever you want to call him um i guess he is an inquisitor but he yeah he kanan doesn't kanan was like a master he's a master jedi ish of the the dark side like he's he's that that level he's pretty pretty badass like the assassin assassin level i don't know it's just it the fight this fight is not a fight i mean this is it's cool to see this, but you see that the Inquisitor quickly overpowers both of them, um, and that they're you know he is far better skilled with a lightsaber than Ezra. Um, oh yeah, and he knows how to use the Force way better than Kanan does. Um, <laughs> Everyone you know will die. So here's here's what this episode, the whole point of this episode, was building to. I think um, so. Kanan sort of gets overpowered. He loses his lightsaber. Um, the Inquisitor is going to kill him at this point. And Ezra, you know, has been building towards getting the dark side all the entire episode. He uses the dark side here. Um, and now, if you will, but in, in the wrong way, not connect in the, Hey, you know, we're one, we're one in this universe together, connect in the, kill him yeah <laughs> this this feels wrong like more insidious mind control if than just the, hey help us out help us out buddy that I, I guess that's what they were using before this is like the i order you to attack this is almost like harry potter level like voldemort like the, it's just like the imperialis curse or like mind control curse from harry potter where it's like this this frynock with the master frynock big frynock whatever you want whatever it is like this thing is huge but it's also a sentient being and like Ezra's yeah, this is mom, mama fry now it's just like no your purpose is to kill the inquisitor which i mean for for the purposes it allows the story to move forward i mean it allows ezra to escape because the frynock is you know it's huge keeping the inquisitor busy yes um i i don't know this this is designed to not feel good right so like it definitely leaves a sour taste in your mouth because you're not supposed to do that. 
Um, like you're not supposed to use other people. Like what's to stop him from grabbing a stormtrooper next time and being like, you know, stormtroopers are notoriously weak minded. So, you know, you're going to use people to fight other people. I don't know. It just, this is what we've been, this is what the fear, this is what the anger, this is what it's all been leading to is as we're touching the dark side, which I feel like every Jedi does. Um, but I don't know. I didn't like it. I'll put it that way. Get there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's there. It's there for a purpose. And you see Kane and realize it like, oh, <laughs> kind of like all of all of that fear. He's he's afraid he's lost his parents. And now this guy's telling him you're going to lose everyone. Absolutely. Everyone, all your friends, you're going to lose Kanan. You're going to lose your master. You're going to lose, lose everything. And I'm going to change you because <laughs> it sounded a lot like I'm going to keep you alive and I'm going to twist you and I'm going to make sure that I do it by killing everyone you love (laughs) like geez this kid's already afraid just of the fate of his parents and now this guy's gonna murder everyone in front of him like yeah there you go like i mean that's it that's that's start starting the stepping stones down like maybe he'll maybe he'll use him as an inquisitor and he's like i don't worry i i got this i can teach you better than he can and he probably could i mean he probably could he he is a he's a stronger force user um but it's you end up hunting down dr afra that's true that's these things had to happen reference y'all do it read it it. yeah oh good get into the star wars comics because (laughs) they're good stuff um so as as we previously alluded to here i mean kanan and ezra do do get away um kanan gets his lightsaber back um while while the inquisitor is fighting the the big fry knock or the mama fry knock. Um, I guess this is needed to show that Ezra, you know, Ezra now knows what the, the dark side of the force feels like, so he can stay away from it or he can not, you know, ideally not be an asshole. It turns out the dark side resides in long hair. Yeah, you're right about that. That's foreshadowing for later. (laughs) Well, so our episode at least for Ezra <laughs> our episode does wrap up here um so i mean that's that's truly the end of anything important happening in this episode um we do see you know that back on the ghost um Ezra does get a gift for his birthday which i guess we're still all on the same day so i mean that's that was kind of cool to see that um you know Sabine gives Ezra the the picture of him and his parents like they're continuing that little will they won't they like flirty thing like every episode there's a little bit of a <laughs> you know hey did you miss me or like you know saving you again like that kind of nonsense it's just it was a little bit it's kind of the will they won't they or like the you know he thinks he needs to or he thinks he wants to um and she's just like i'm so much older and so much smarter than you which issues even if it's only a couple of years we we still haven't determined her her exact age yet. that's true that's true but that's our episode but also we also find oh. out hera that hera knows not not only i mean she knows fulcrum's identity but she now knows the fate of ezra's parents as well that's right yeah that's she's she's gonna let him know hey tell me i'll tell yeah her. it's like the mother figure is now going to kind of help out and you know tell ezra when he's ready what what happened to his parents. So we get that kind of tease going into this winter finale of, Hey, we might find out what actually has happened to like, we, we just saw Ezra touch the dark side a little bit and 
we're going to find out mm-hmm. hopefully soon what happened to his parents. Yeah, Sibo, that was an interesting scene to see Sibo uh, kind of impart that information onto Hera. Um, I think you're right. That is a mother figure. It, it certainly will seem to come better from her than from than from Sibo. Um, yeah, with his with his very caring demeanor. Of here is the fact of what happened to <laughs> okay, cool. your parents. Yeah, so that's they are. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so that's our first half of season one of Star Wars Rebels, Anthony. We have made it to the. We made it. We all made it. <laughs> the winter finale. So we're we are nine episodes in. We have fifteen total episodes of of this show or the first season. Um, so that is not an even number of episodes, obviously. Um, but but it will be for it us. It will be. This episode will be our 14th. That's true. Um, so we're going to come back at you next week. Next week we'll be reviewing the first episode back from the winter finale, obviously. Um, we won't make y'all wait a month, month and a half for our, win- our bullshit fake winter break. No. We're powering through. No, next week we'll be reviewing Path of the Jedi, um, which is problematic um it's there's some things that i haven't rewatched it yet so i'm going to give it i'm going to give it a chance but there are a few things that are very very coincidental that happen in this next episode um i think we're about to get a lot more ezra jedi training um and i I have some thoughts about some things that are going to happen i'll be interested to see anthony if you if you agree with me or if maybe i'm just out on a limb um, and I'm wrong about this one, but we're all out, out on a limb here, just spinning around on a little marble in the universe. That's true. We're all we're all trying to make it. You're one with the force quote for me for today. I am one with the force, and the force is one with me. Um, but that is that is our episode this week. We thank you guys so very much for coming along with us on this journey through Star Wars Rebels season one, um, specifically tonight through our episode. Um, so gathering forces, Anthony, we liked it. We didn't like it. We, we like the direction I, we're headed in. I enjoy it. And the, the, the scene where the Inquisitor is coming at <laughs> coming at Ezra with the two lightsabers, I'm like, oh, my God, that is that is just beautiful. I was like, this is awesome. It's, just like, it's great. Like childlike delight seeing him just scrape those like the red and blue lightsaber across the ground coming in to just wreck shop. <laughs> like that is amazing and i feel like that like that just awesomeness wraps up like this in the last part because i don't i don't necessarily look at them as in the two separate episodes like looking at them in the complete like this is this is a little mini movie mm-hmm. and it's like this is so well paced and so well done and you get the exact the exact point and it still leaves you man i really i really want to keep going with this because i i want to know what's happened to us happened to his parents i want to know where what's going on with this inquisitor he ain't he ain't gone he's still he's still coming after him mm-hmm. so what's going on with him what's a little bit more about him but it like this this is the you know the perfect opening into a little bit of a larger world we've been lothal outer rim like just very you know kind of bottled up in this tiny little tiny little section of the universe like y'all are wrapped up in our tiny little section of the universe right here oh. and it's it's getting so much bigger it especially once we we come back from the the winter break yeah i was gonna say we're not gonna be so that the continual you know i guess the complaint if you if you if we have one is is the 
small scale of these episodes. Um, and I know I say this every week. I didn't really complain. I I like the small scale, but it it's just that it you know it's it's going somewhere. Well, yes, yes, that's we're more, going back. It goes back and forth. That's a more fair point. But I, I guess if I had a criticism or a a critique, but this, um, we're gonna hit the ground running. The first episode we get back from from winter break, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not. We're not stealing fruit anymore, kids. Um, we are. We're about to. This is to me about the halfway point of Attack of the Clones, where this goes from a mystery movie about who created this army, into holy shit, the uh, the droid empire is actually a droid empire, and they have a whole freaking ton of battle droids, um, ready to destroy. <laughs> something is about to happen. Um, and I think this was the perfect, the perfect ending for the first half of the season. It's definitely ramping up in just the right way to make me want more. Truthfully, I, the same way, Anthony, you're describing it. I'm sitting here going, yeah, I want more. I, I really want to know more about what's coming. Um, kind of wish we could keep going, but that's the fun of, of coming back week to week, right? Is is It makes you want to come back for more. So that's the that's the best part about this show. So. Yeah, so tell your friends, come back for more. So we're going to wrap up. I know this is probably five minutes of us sitting here talking to you guys about how much we want to keep going on the, the episode, but we're not for tonight. Well, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, you already have the next episode queued up and ready to go. Or if you're like me, you, you can't wait for the next one. So you just listen to it as soon as you drop, as it drops on your podcasting feed. Um, but we want to thank you for coming on this journey. Those of you that made it again to the end of the episode, we, we cannot tell you guys how much we appreciate your leader, your listenership and your joining us on this journey. It's definitely uh, made rewatching this series a whole lot more fun for me. Um, and I think I speak for Anthony when I say him too. So Indubitably. <laughs> and on that note, we'll leave you guys this week. And Anthony, I guess it's up to you to take